Good evening, everybody. Welcome to Read It and Weep. This is episode four of the podcast. We finally put down Twilight the book, and we are ready to talk today about Twilight the movie. We're normally talking about the worst in modern fiction, but I think we are going to try to catch movie versions whenever they're available, so that's what we're doing today. My name is Alex. I'm your host. Joining me today, as always, are Chris, the English miner, and Ezra, hopefully the future masters in creative writing owner. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. It's great to be here. So we are all we are all gathered here today to talk about the abomination that is Twilight the movie. Oh God. <laughs> I'm oh. I'm oh. guessing from those noises, you guys didn't like it very much. No, uh, that would be correct. I I think it's 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 really interesting to say that in my research for talking about this, um, I actually read some of the comments that you know, rabid Twilight fans had already put on the on the net about this, mm-hmm. and I want to let you know that we actually do have something in common with several Twilight fans now, and that we both hate the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I. I think I'm going to disappoint most of those fans because I think the movie is way better than the book. In fact, I'm in looking over the notes that I took last night, there are a lot more compliments than I was expecting to have. I think the the movie is as many times better than the book as it is minutes shorter. Wow. And that's a substantial it number. Like what? It took us like, what, six? How many hours is the book? The book runs 12 hours, 12 plus hours. So that is a 10-hour differential. Wow. This is okay. 600 times better than the book. Um, <laughs> I, I have a more specific compliment that we should start out. As is traditional on the show, we like to begin and end every show with a compliment, a compliment sandwich, if you will, with a crap center. <laughs> so I'm going to start, if that's all right, since I've already started sounding very positive. Aside from the big compliment that the movie is much better than the book, my main compliment is I want to call out my favorite moment of the entire movie, which was the visual pun with the apple. Yes. If For those of you who have not yet watched the movie, and by all means don't, there is a, a, a subtle moment where Ed, one the main character, Edward, drops an apple. It rolls up his leg magically and lands in his perfectly outstretched hands to no, form... No, it's Bella that drops the apple. I mean, oh, okay, I but he catches it. Sure, yeah. she knocks the apple over. He catches it, rolls up his whole body, lands in his hands in the perfect simulacrum of the cover of the book, with the one exception that I believe the cover of the book, the hands are girly hands. Yeah, he was definitely a boy, I think. But, but well, before we get ahead, any farther ahead of ourselves, uh, what do you two gentlemen have for a compliment today? Oh, well, let me just take make a note on that, um, on, on the apple catching thing. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, it took more than a dozen takes to do it. Really? Wait, I just... they actually had to try? They yeah. didn't just use computers? No, it, it, it took, for, to get the hands right, it yeah. took a, a lot of times, apparently. Um, Interesting. And if anyone just only wants to see that one part, it's around uh, 30 minutes and 30 seconds, if you're interested. <laughs> you took copious notes, my friend. I'm really good at hating on things, it turns out. <laughs> I cared about hating so much. Well, the, in our last episode, you, you seemed a little more passive, like you you were so defeated by the book that you could barely muster English words <laughs> to talk about uh, it. And now you have four pages of notes of things you want to talk about. So I, I broke through my, my hate block. <laughs> well, please, wow. please Boy, share with me your compliment so you can get right into your hatred. 
Okay, I realize this <laughs> around minute fifteen thirty. This is wow. at, at the at the second clumsiness attack um, of uh, <laughs> of Bella when she's tri- tripping on ice. I realize how great her dad's mustache was. Yes, the cop stash was really good, and um, <laughs> it really came to life in the movie that was not in the book for me. That's I true. Thought, I thought her dad, just judging by the book, I thought he was going to be a little fatter, a little older, and not quite as mustached. And um, <laughs> really insightful of the of the casting director to pick up on that there should be a mustache in a small town uh, police chief. Definitely should be. That was a good choice. I don't even want to say should. I want to say must. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's actually the badge. There's, <laughs> there's a lot to say about Charlie, actually. Since we're in the common phase, I'll tell yeah. you. I did cry at this movie. <laughs> what? I'm, I'm no. not, not at any of like the romantic parts. When she is really mean to her dad, which also made me sad in the book, but it was so much more poignant because I, I realized about halfway through this movie that I wanted to marry Charlie. That uh. he is so adorable and likable. Really? And he's the uh, only likable character in the entire movie. Uh, well, yeah. maybe Alice yeah. a little bit, but yeah, yeah, Alice I'd like bit. to do Alice, but I'd like to cuddle with Charlie at the end of the day. I thought he was <laughs> yeah. nice. And so when, when his heart gets broken, I felt so bad for him. No, I actually, I totally have the, the same note that you do. Um, this is around minute 86, if you're interested. <laughs> um, I love it, the new like, you. Yeah. The quoting minutes is never going to get old. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so around minute 86, I say, I actually like Charlie a lot. Yeah. That's, the, that's all the note. Yeah. Yeah. He is, he is the best actor and the most likable character in this movie by a long shot. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one exception um, while we're liking uh, people in this movie. I love the guy from Can't Hardly Wait. Which one is oh, he? Oh, yeah. The it's the it's the doctor, uh, doctor yeah. doctor Cullen. Um, he yeah. he was the asshole and can't hardly wait, and I'm so happy that they got because I did not realize that that he was going to be in the movie. Well, yeah, we've totally seen him in other films. I mean, that's a guy who has managed to get work and now ended up in Twilight. <laughs> Peter uh, Peter Facinelli. Um, he's uh, yeah, he he's he's on uh, Nurse Jackie also, which I really like as well. He looks ridiculous as a blonde, and he's <laughs> the palest person in the world now yeah. because of their crazy makeup. But I'm so happy that he was in the movie because I wasn't expecting it, and I was like, "Oh, oh, this guy." Yeah. I don't have yeah, that I sentimentality don't... for him. So to me, he just looked sort of clown-like with his ridiculous hair and the really pale skin and the bright red lips. In fact, all of the vampires looked like clowns to me. It looked like a clown brigade. Yeah, they I, all had... I have more. When... Let's wait till we're out of yes, compliments. Yes, 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 yes. I, I definitely want to touch on that clown effect. Chris, lay a compliment on us so that we can just get to it. I'm chomping at the bit here. Okay. I thought that not only was the movie over quicker, but I thought that the plot made slightly more sense Absolutely. with the additional scenes. They I... added vampire attacks to set it up, whereas before it was just kind of all of a sudden they're here with not a lot of pretext. Um, and also, I really liked the uh, the the cooking scene. Yes, um, where, they were, where, they, where they were cooking for the first time in their kitchen because they were finally having a human guest. And then she says, "Oh, I already ate," because you guys don't eat. I completely agree. And in fact, I, we're just we're gushing now. I'm not. Wasn't it? This is this was a surprise. But the uh, the house is gorgeous. The house is gorgeous. I have they this written down as my other compliment is that I think the house is very pretty. I love the layout. I love the big glass. It's it meets up in the forest and has sort of a great view. And 
It's well designed. Um, anyway, I and the kitchen is beautiful. I, there's so much to like about that house. Um, and and the uh, I like the thing around a uh, minute sixty-seven with the graduation caps. <laughs> oh, I was I was just writing that down to save for my last compliment. I don't remember that from the book. Was that in the book? No. No. That was a very clever addition. They because they're vampires and they live forever. They but they stay seventeen forever. They go through a lot of schools, and so they had a collage, or what is what is it called when you have like. It was almost pointillism. It was a picture made up of all their different times they've graduated, their graduation gowns or or caps. But it, it, I would say it's more of a mosaic, Alex. Yeah, sure. A mosaic is a great way to say it. It's a mosaic of their graduation gowns. Very clever. Since we've done so many common ones, I think I should point out this is a terrible movie. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, the glitter effect was the worst. He didn't turn into... Okay, so when vampires, right, they live in cloudy areas because in direct sunlight they sparkle, and this would cause too much attention, apparently. Um, So when when Edward shows Bella what he finally looks like in the the sunlight, he doesn't look entirely sparkly. He looks kind of like David Bowie circa Space Odyssey. Gold glitter paint, and you can actually see the lines of glitter paint around. It looks so ridiculous and terrible. He's, oh man! So I actually think we should we should listen to that because he picture in your mind the silliest looking person you could ever see, and listen open to him shirt. say, "Yeah, open shirted, really cheesy glitter paint on his chest and his face, and this is what he's saying. This is what I am." like diamonds. <laughs> You're beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. This is the skin of a killer, Bill. I'm a killer. I don't believe that. It's because you believe a lie. Camouflage. I'm the world's most dangerous predator. Everything about me invites you in. My voice, my face, even my smell. As if I wouldn't need any of that. Oh, I hate this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, but he's so pensive. He's so, this is what I am. I'm showing you the face of a murderer. And it's so cheesy. If I were her, I'd be like, "Really? That's what? Pff, that's what murderers look like?" Yeah. Also, he says everything kind of like he's an android, so you never know when he's trying to emote or when he's just thinking a lot inwardly. This is a this is a great point, actually. I was trying to decide. Megan thought for sure he had a speech impediment. <laughs> I well, thought he's trying maybe, to cover up a British accent. I mean, well, that's is that what it is? I was going to guess yeah. that he was European because you can. It's hard to tell the difference. Yeah, he's English. So that's just, he's he's just got a bad American accent. He has a really good accent slip around minute 24. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the audio equivalent of a nip slip. This is like... (laughs) Oh, man. I want to talk a little bit about this guy's delivery. Uh, Robert Pattinson, who plays Edward Cullen. 
Um, if anybody's seen Friends as much as I do, you know that Joey Tribbiani has a, a method that he uses in soap acting. He's a soap opera actor. It's called smell the fart acting. Where <laughs> you, say a, you say a line, and then if you forget it, you pause and look away as though you are smelling a fart. <laughs> I think it, I think Edward is hands down the worst part of this movie. Would you absolutely. Would you agree? Bella's pretty bad too. Oh man. I think I'm going to have to say the source material is the worst part of this movie. Well, <laughs> I, I agree with you. I was going to say, I think Melissa, the screenwriter, we're on a first-name basis. Anyway, Melissa <laughs> should have won, not an Oscar, I think she should be sainted for starting with this material and turning out a movie that's bad, but only this bad. <laughs> I was thinking about this the steps that she took to fix the book this is the visual map she laid out for herself show some of the, the plot earlier so that it actually yeah. makes sense when it happens number two make Bella smarter like for example in the, in the biology scene she doesn't say she's taken the bio class before she just is smart and then number three and this is the key is when she and Edward are talking visual montages Oh my god. <laughs> you you know what I'm talking are, about. There are at least four talking montages where they yeah. just skip over conversation and they kind of do a pan shot somewhere around. There's in the hallway, there's like up in a tree, there's in a bed, and they're looking somewhere else. increasingly happy and as if they're talking and we don't hear any of it because the dialogue in the book is atrocious and would make you think that they had no chemistry. So by muting that dialogue... And just showing a boy and a girl near each other, it's there's much more alive. It's it's got a lot. It's got so much better <laughs> chemistry when they're not talking. Yeah. Something I loved was the use of period clothing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they did. They did like three. What looked like high school <laughs> project. It was like high school English project quality flashbacks. The ones where where Doctor Cullen is biting, like the, where the leader of the vampires is yeah. showing him creating the younger vampires by biting them just a little, and it's got this really soft lighting, so you can't see that there's no set at all, and it's just <laughs> a bed and a very small amount of period clothing, and it's like it's even more washed out than than. The, the pancake makeup makes them look anyway. Um, no, actually, though, I want to say, and, and Tanya and I both thought this, the most chemistry on screen that we saw was between <laughs> Dr. Cullen and Edward Cullen when he was fighting. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was like a very... It looked, he touched Edward so tenderly. <laughs> the, uh, the note I have for that, that's a minute 59. The note I have is, a little gay. <laughs> um... And I think it's really inappropriate use of it because this is one man very, very tenderly biting, biting another man on the neck. Um, I, also, <laughs> I want to add that um, in the IMDb trivia section, it says um, on the fifth take, uh, he always whispers, whispers something. Um, the actor always whispers something to Edward before he did it. And um, on the fifth take, he said, you're sexy, which I think is a really good thing to say to, to mess with your, uh, your, co, your co-actor. <laughs> well, yeah, the, the only reason it was really messing with him because the first four were like, I'm going to have sex with you. <laughs> I'm cupping your balls right now. And then the fourth time he threw him off by letting it be PG. Yeah, you're sexy. That's pretty. <laughs> that was pretty.
speaking of violence against vampires, you may yeah. recall from last week's episode that I was really excited to see Bella punched in the face. Yeah. And I was totally let down by her violence. She, I mean, she got her shit wrecked. There's no, there's no doubt, but nothing messes up her face. And that was what I was so excited about from the book is that she gets punched in the face and it totally screws up her face and there's blood everywhere. And in this, like, apparently her leg is broken and apparently she hit the back of her head on something. But it's all very it's all very light and implied. Like, like she bumps her head and then she touches it and you can see some blood on her hands. But no blood comes from her that is visible. Okay, I wanted to I've... see her get punched in the face so badly. Yeah, I did too. And the only thing that, I, that comes to mind right now is that, you know, we've seen how bad their makeup guy is. <laughs> I, I... I don't really think they could handle bruises or anything like that. I, I think that they're like, well, let's just do the back of the head. We'll just pour some blood down on the back and it'll be fine. Okay? No, no, Pierre, you, you, we don't need you on this one. <laughs> All right? It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Have you guys ever seen those ads, the anti-piracy ads, where they show like a painter or a grip or something leaning on some metal shelving and saying, piracy doesn't hurt the producers or the directors. They make millions, but it hurts me and my dog. You know, have you seen those commercials? No. Yeah. Okay, like okay. They, they run these before movies sometimes just to like, don't pirate movies. It makes my dog sad. And then you like pull back and there's a dog and he looks sad, right? Whatever. Anyway, that's how I feel right now when we're making fun of like the makeup people and the special effects people is like, I mean, the director of this movie sucks and screwed all of this up. And the source material screwed all this up. But somebody higher than a special effects person made the decision to make all of this awful. I feel really bad for Pierre now that we've... Like, Pierre could do the best bruises you've ever seen. That's true. Pierre That's could, true. I'm sorry, could, Pierre. could, could yeah, make you look just like Bella. And there'd be no way to tell the difference <laughs> from, from 20 feet away. <laughs> And he was not allowed to do good work. You know, okay. I think that's that's a much better point, Alex. I, I think we for the for the rest of this podcast, we we can be mean to the director, the writers, the actors, but like the grips, and uh, you know the the catering boy. I haven't been on a lot of movie sets. I don't know, but um, <laughs> the 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 crew of this movie. You know, you guys, you're union workers. You put in long hours. You're not in the front of the camera. Big ups to you guys. You're awesome. Way to get a paycheck for this crappy movie. I have like a kind of a greatest hits uh, leftover stuff of, of my list. If we do wanna. it, let's, let's do it. It is time for lightning bonus round. Okay. Um, so around minute 42. Uh, no, sorry. 4320. <laughs> um, he, uh, Edward tells Bella that uh, he can read, read minds. And so he goes down to the rundown of everyone. So he says, money, sex, money, cat. Yes. <laughs> and, and, and then next after that, he says, and you, talking to Bella, nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like I, that would have been the, like in a cartoon, the, the camera would have, like gone in through her eyeball, and where her brain should be, there was like like a dust bunny sort of rolls by, and then it would pull back out. That's absolutely what I thought he meant. And you, you're not thinking about anything. You're just walking around. When they're in the meadow, all right, and they're lying down together, the zoom out actually shows a heart cut out of the fog above them. Does it really? It really does. I want to go vomit. Minute 57. I, I um, take back ever having cried at this movie. <laughs> <laughs>
that was minute 57. And at minute 55, right before that, he like kind of pins her against um, uh, a, a log and um, and says, I need to know what you're thinking. And she says, I'm not afraid. And I thought of like Star Wars and like, you know, like Yoda, like, you will be. <laughs> <laughs> you know why she's uh, not afraid? No thoughts. Not, not conscious no at all. <laughs> I don't know what that word is. Um, lightning bonus round. Lightning, lightning bonus round. round. Okay. Um. I love that the climax. He, you know, he has to like suck out the poison, but not suck so much. She please starts killing. It. It's pretty much just like the climax of the movie was just Edward plays just the tip <laughs> <laughs> with with her blood. Yeah, that's pretty much it. High stakes, just the tip. Mind <laughs> Okay, lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. round. Uh, the last thing I have um, is a is a two in one moment. Um, so there are actually two moments of um, guys chasing girls with like limp phallic objects. The first is at minute twenty eight, where uh, I think Eric chases Bella with a worm yes. on a stick. Yes. yes. And he's going, it's a worm, it's, it's a worm. <laughs> because he was told to add the line and he didn't think of it till just then. <laughs> And the second one is a very, very parallel scene where um, someone, uh, a girl's getting chased by seaweed, a guy holding a, a bit of seaweed uh, at minute Bull 34. Kill. Yeah, Bull, that, thank you. Yes. Uh, and then she's just like squealing a bunch. And just, it's really great because they're both kind of like, they're both kind of phallic, but they're both kind of like sperm. And it's sort of like <laughs> a sphere of sex and pregnancy. Not only that, but we assume that the entire conceit of the movie is Edward chasing Bella around with a limp yoo-hoo. Right, because he's 100 years old. <laughs> lightning bonus round everybody lightning, lightning bonus, bonus round well done well done Ezra with your notes man you know so I think we're about ready to wrap up but I don't think we really need a proper compliment I, I mean like this is going to be a compliment sandwich with compliment in the middle I it sounds like from what we've talked about, we all have a lot of moments we loved. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're all within the context of such an awful movie, but this has been almost an entirely positive episode. Yeah, I'd say so. What's great about this is, um, I think Twilight, um, Twilight the book, you know, if it was only two hours long, right, <laughs> could, could have been could have been so bad it was good. Yeah. And the great thing about this movie is it did turn into something that was so bad it was good. There, there oh. were definitely moments of that. I would not say the movie is good, like I, and I would never sit through it again. But you're right; there are a lot of little, very cool things that happen. Yeah. Do, do we have any? Do, just, just to stick with traditions, does anybody have any outstanding compliments that they wanted to? Anything else we hadn't talked about? Um, in, I might. I have one thing in our classic style of compliments. She set the movie in forks, or the book in forks, because it, it's the most rainfall in the continental U.S. And in the book, that means almost nothing, except that the vampires can be out during the day, and that's it. It's just sort of like a throwaway thing. But in the movie, as a result, they filmed it in the Pacific Northwest, and because it rains a lot, things grow there. And so there are some gorgeous scenery shots of what seems like a very pretty area of the country. That's nice. That's, that's good, yeah. I'm going to end up, I think, with whistling that Sarah said. The vampires are good vampires. They, they don't eat people. They only eat animals. And Sarah's analogy was that in their world, it's pretty much just like only masturbating. 
And so like, <laughs> that's pretty frustrating. And so like, I think it, um, it, it was a, a fun quirk of the system they set up. That, you know, <laughs> these vampires, you know, their entire, entire existence, they're never actually satisfied. They only get to masturbate for eternity. <laughs> so good for them for sticking through that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Chris? Yeah, I've been trying to think. I mean, Alice's hair is pretty. Yeah, I, yeah I like that is a great a compliment. Uh, Alice's hair is great, and I wish... In fact, actually, I, there's a, I don't know. So there's a chance that Alice plays a bigger role in the next movie. And I, In fact, I hope they do. I, I was noticing that I liked every single one of the Cullens better than Edward. <laughs> if yeah. I was like to rank my top ten favorite Cullens, I would try to think of new ones so that Edward would fall <laughs> off the list. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for joining us. This has been Read It and Weep, Episode 4. This is the summary of Twilight, probably uh, for at least a year, possibly forever. We'll decide later if we're going to revisit Book 2 next year, but no promises. Uh, uh, <laughs> wow. You had a lot of recovery time. But, but in the meantime, if you want to continue to read along with us, maybe, I don't recommend it. I believe the next thing is going to be as bad as this, but I'm not sure. We're going to be reading The Notebook by Sparks. <laughs> Nicholas Sparks. Nicholas Sparks. And the reason we're reading The Notebook is because we were sitting down for a brainstorming meeting talking about what to read next. Chris brought up The Notebook, and Ezra said, Is that a movie? Yes. Oh my god, that's the worst movie I've ever, I've ever seen. Which, not his choice. That made me decide that that's what we're going to read next. So we will be talking, we'll have a couple podcasts on The Notebook, the audiobook. There'll be a link up on readweep.com, read-weep.com, where you can buy the audiobook if you're so inclined. But don't, because it's going to be terrible. We'll be talking about that for a couple weeks, and then we'll talk about the movie. So join us again next week. Hopefully we'll be on like a weekly schedule from now on. So thanks again for joining us. Please send us feedback. Leave us comments. We uh, Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. I'm Alex on behalf of Ezra and Chris. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for checking out this episode of Read It and Weep. You can find more episodes on our website, readweep.com. That's read-weep.com. And you can send us feedback at our email address. It's podcasts at readweep.com.